Turn with me in your Bibles this evening to the book of Ezekiel, in chapter 19. Book of Ezekiel in chapter 19. And last week we did an introduction to this 19th chapter, laying the groundwork for what is before us. Reminding you that this is just a continuation, continuation of the 18th chapter and the 17th chapter, as is noted by the word moreover. And I reminded you that the writers, when being pressed upon by the Holy Spirit of God to pen the words of their books. They didn't do it with chapter and verse divisions. But they wrote it as one letter. One book. And so this is just begins a new paragraph. But he said, moreover which ties it in with especially the 18th chapter and the things that we were reminded of there concerning each individual is accountable for their own works before God. That is, the Father is not accountable for the sons, and the sons are not accountable for their fathers. Each man is accountable for his own works, his own behavior, whether he's disobedient or whether he's obedient for God. Tonight we want to begin to get into these verses a little bit. It's just a very short chapter, just 14 verses, but there is a lot of truth here. The first point is found in verses 1 through 9. And last week we told you that the chapter was divided up in two parts. One dealing with the lioness and then the last Versus dealing with the fruitful vine. So tonight we begin looking at the lioness and her whelps. And I feel it necessary to read verses 1 through 9 again. And we may read these verses again as we go along and then we may not. Moreover, take thou up a lamentation for the princes of Israel. And say, what is thy mother, a lioness? She lay down among lions. She nourished her whelps among young lions. And she brought up one of her whelps. 
it became a young lion and it learned to catch the prey. It devoured men. The nations also heard of him. He was taken in their pit and they brought him with chains unto the land of Egypt. Now, when she saw that she had waited and her hope was lost, then she took another of her whelps and made him a young lion. And he went up and down among the lions. He became a young lion and learned to catch the prey and devoured men. And he knew their desolate places, palaces, and he laid waste their cities, and the land was desolate, and the fullness thereof by the noise of his roaring. Then the nations set that against him on every side from the provinces and spread their net over him. He was taken in their pit. And they put him in ward, in chains, and brought him to the king of Babylon. They brought him into holds, that his voice should no more be heard upon the mountain of Israel. And then the last five verses will be dealing with the fruitful vine. Say, reigning king, That's what Ezekiel was to do. He was to say to the reigning king. Who was the reigning king? Zedekiah. Zedekiah. Say to him, What is thy mother? What is thy mother to be compared to? Thy mother is prepared to a lioness. Who was the mother of Zedekiah? Well, the princes mentioned here were kings, and they were kings of Judah. It's the kingdom that remained, it's the kingdom that was. So, Judah. <laughs> Judah was the mother that is being referenced. And Judah is compared to a lioness that had laid down among lions, had laid down among other kings, kings of the nations around about them. They are compared to lions. Not for their strength, but for their fierceness, for their viciousness, 
with which they ruled. They were fierce and they were vicious. She joined them in siege and marriages and learned their ways. Of course, we know David, the first king of Judah, not so. But Solomon, Solomon was a good king for 20 years. For at least 20 years, he walked in the ways of the Lord. But then he began to join the other nations in leagues and to secure those leagues, to secure those pacts. He took to wife the princes of those countries. And he learned their ways. And the other kings that followed after Solomon followed in the kingdom of Judah. Followed those ways. This mother, this lioness, is said to have reared young lions. Princes of Judah, if you get the simile, if you get the comparison there, princes of Judah, reared princes, kings of Judah, who were fierce and cruel. <laughs> they, they learned well, and they devoured men. You see, the example that was given to us. The first example given of the first whelp, the first that she gave to be prince, the first that gave to be king as Jehovah's. This is the reference in these verses to Jehovah's in verses 3 and 4. He was the first that was brought up. And he learned to catch prey. <laughs> he learned to devour men. He was cruel and wicked. And his, his reign, his, his rule was short. Lived because he walked not in the ways of God. And he provoked Pharaoh Nico. And Pharaoh Nico placed him in chains, imprisoned him at Ribla. At which time Egypt placed Judah under heavy taxation. Turn with me to the book of Second Kings. The book of Second Kings in chapter twenty three. 
And I want you to be thinking about what, what Ezekiel is to say to Zedekiah and the examples that, that Ezekiel is to give to Zedekiah, a history that Zedekiah would have known. And I want you to think about the, the, the learning to devour prey and, and they devoured men and, and the viciousness and the roastness and, and, and they're being uh, godless. And I want you to think about how that applies to us. If we turn away from God and if we turn away from walking in his ways and in his paths. Take note how God has responded. How God has directed. 2 Kings chapter 23 and verse 31. We know that Hezekiah was a good king. Up until his reign, there was none like him. And Manasseh, his son, ruled upon his death. And Manasseh was evil and wicked and, and did exceedingly wicked before the Lord. And because, because of the sins of Manasseh, God had determined to bring to an end the rule of the throne of David. During the days of Israel in this time period. And so Manasseh's son Ammon ruled. And he was evil and wicked. He'd learned the ways of his father, Manasseh. And done evil and wicked. But then his son, Josiah. And all oh, that's a picture of the grace of God. Josiah is a wonderful picture of the grace of God. And I'll just put a little plug here for uh, Brother Hilly. You, you get the opportunity to go on uh, Sermon Audio sometime and, and look up here the title, Moreover Josiah. Uh, that's what he titled the message. It was a great message, wonderful message uh, on Josiah and how God uh, blessed. But Josiah was a good king. But then, the picture in this 19th chapter, we'll see three of his sons reigning and one of his grandchild children reigning. And they're wicked. They're evil. Second Kings chapter 23 in verse 31, here's the first of Josiah's sons to reign. Jehoaz was 23 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned three months in Jerusalem. Not very long at all. Three months. But how much wickedness did he do in the three months. And his mother's name was Hamutal, the daughter of Jeremiah of Libna. And he did that which was evil 
but in the sight of the Lord according to all that his fathers had done. The reference to his fathers are, are not Josiah, not a reference to Josiah, but are a reference to, to his grandfather and to his great-grandfather, Manasseh and Ammon. Oh, he did evil, and he did wickedly. And Pharaoh Necho put him in bands at Riblah in the land of Hamath, that he might not reign in Jerusalem, and put the land to a tribute of a hundred talents of silver, and a talent of gold. <laughs> that was their temptation. Boy, the king of Egypt, he's going to make some money, isn't he? Well, you see, that's what, what these kings with, that had built a dominion, had, had conquered lands and had put lands under their rule. That's what they did to them. They taxed them. They took the wealth out of the land. And they took it back home for themselves and for their own country. Well, we have another record of Jehoahaz and his evil and wicked reign in the book of Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles in chapter 36. In verse 1. Then the people of the land took Jehoahaz, the son of Josiah, and made him king in his father's stead in Jerusalem. Jehoahaz was twenty and three years old when he began to reign, and he reigned three months in Jerusalem. And the king of Egypt put him down at Jerusalem and com commended and condemned the land in an hundred talents of silver and a talent of gold. And the king of Egypt made Eliakim his brother king over Judah and Jerusalem and turned his, turned his name to Jehoiakim. And Necho took Jehoahaz, his brother, Jehoiakim's brother, and carried him to Egypt. So Jehoahaz reigned three, three wicked months in the land. And our text in Ezekiel 19 said he learned to catch the prey and he devoured men. That's how fierce, how vicious that Jehoahaz was. And he anchor, angered, irritated Pharaoh Necho, king of Egypt, oh, by the hand of God. God stirred up Pharaoh Necho against Jehoahaz. And he was carried away into Egypt where he died. Turn with me to the book of Jeremiah. 
Jeremiah chapter 23. Pharaoh Nico took him to Egypt, and there he was going to die. Verse 11 of Jeremiah chapter 23. For both prophet and priest are profane. In my house have I found the wickedness, saith the Lord. Therefore, their way shall be unto them as slippery ways in the darkness. They shall be driven on and fall there therein. For I will bring evil upon them, even the year of the visitation, saith the Lord. Well, I must have got the wrong chapter. Ah, yeah, I want chapter 22, not 23. Jeremiah chapter 22. Now we'll get the right verses. It'll make sense to me. Verse 11 and 12 of chapter 22 of Jeremiah. For thus saith the Lord, touching Shalom, that's the Hebrew name for Jehoahaz, when he was made king and the Pharaoh Nico changed his name to Jehoahaz. Shalom, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, which reigned instead of Josiah his father, which went forth out of this place, he shall not return thither anymore, but he shall die in the place whither they have led him captive, and shall see this land no more. In other words, Jehoahaz or Shalom was going to be carried away into Egypt captive by Pharaoh Nico, and he was going to die there, never to see his homeland again. The reason being. He did not follow the steps of his father, Josiah. He followed in the footsteps of his great-grandpa and his grandpa. Learned to do wickedly. He learned to catch prey. He devoured men. He was a lioness's whelp, and he grew into a young lion, and forsook the Lord, just as Manasseh, his great-grandfather, had, and just as Ammon, his grandfather, had. He ran after the desires of the flesh. And became fierce 
and cruel. Like a lion after its prey and catches his prey and rips it apart, devours it. And that is the likeness of Jehoahaz. He became a tyrant. He became a tyrant who ruled through brutality and violence. He oppressed the people. He oppressed people greatly. His greed and his uh, oppressive behavior around the king of Egypt. It was God that stirred up the king of Egypt against Jehoahaz, but it, but it was Jehoahaz's behavior that aroused Pharaoh Negro, king of Egypt. And not just the king of Egypt, but the surrounding nations as well, as we were told in verse 4 of our text. Let's uh, get back there to Ezekiel 19 and look at verse 4. The nations also heard of him. He was taken in their pit. And they brought him with chains unto the land of Egypt. So you see the, the land that Pharaoh Necho had conquered, the constituents of those lands, that Pharaoh Necho had probably incorporated the best of them into his army, were instrumental in, in taking Jehoahaz and taking him back to their land. Think about that. Think about that. Here was a king. His father had been a good king. He had witnessed the rule of his father. He had witnessed the blessings of the Lord upon his father. He had he'd witnessed his father receiving the book <laughs> out of the temple and, and reading in the book and, and, and seeing what was to come and, and, and his father calling to obedience calling the nation to obedience his father read in the book of the law and what he saw in the book of the law and he did and the Lord told him because thou hast done that your kingdom prosper but upon your death God was going to begin to work and to move to take Judah into captivity because of the sins of Manasseh. And Ammon said to be the sins of Manasseh. What Ammon did was the sins of Manasseh. He was his seed. He was his son. And he carried on. 
in his father's footsteps. So think about that. Yes, this is concerning Judah, the house of Judah, concerning their evil and their wicked kings. But is there not a lesson in this for us? Turn with me to the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs in chapter 22. I say this. You need to pay attention to these Old Testament scriptures. And, and even if it is concerning Israel, there, there are things that we can draw from it that we don't do like they did. And how many times do we find ourselves doing exactly as they did? Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 5. Thorns and snares are in the way of the forward. Did you see that? What's in the way of the wicked? The result of their wickedness is that, that our snares... Thorns and snares are in their way. What happened to Jehoahaz because of his evil, because of his wickedness? Was not thorns and snares in his way? Was he not, was he not caught in the product of, of his own wickedness? He was caught in the snares that Pharaoh Necho had laid for him because of his evil, because of the wickedness which he wrought in Judah. Look at chapter 29 of the book of Proverbs. Chapter 29 and verse 6. In the transgression of an evil man, there is a snare. You see that? In the transgression of an evil man, there is a snare. He is going to be snared by his own wickedness, the own evil which he puts forth, which spew, he spews out, He's going to be caught in a snare. But the righteous does sing and rejoice. The righteous man, not so. He sings. He rejoices. He sings and rejoices in his God. As we come here on, on, on Sunday, the Lord's Day, in the presence of the Lord, to sing praises, rejoicing to our God. To worship Him. And as long as we are obedient to His Word, that is, as Josiah did, we, we read in the book, and we see in the book, and we obey what we read, we obey what we see in the book. As I said Sunday, 
There's no gray areas in the Word of God. It's the way of blessing and the way of cursing. There's no in-between. Either, either you're walking in the way of the Lord or you're not walking in the way of the Lord. And to, to you can have one foot walking in the way of the Lord and the other foot walking over here in the way of the world, you're only deceiving yourself because not to yield full obedience unto God is to not obey God at all. What did James tell us in the book of James in chapter 2? He said, said to, to offend in one point. be guilty of it all. You can, you can keep the whole law of God but just offend in one point. And your lawbreaker, you've broken the law of God. Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 in verse 8 I know we apply this verse to to the wicked or even even righteous that might lay uh, lay a snare lay lay a trap for for another man but think about what we've just read he that diggeth a pit shall fall into it. Jehoahaz was digging a pit by, by the wickedness which he spewed. He fell into it, didn't he? He fell into it. And he was carried away in chains to Egypt where he died. And whoso breaketh an hedge, a serpent shall bite him. You spill, spill evil and wickedness. You, you do not the way of the Lord. You do not obey God. <laughs> and you're going to be caught in the evil and the wickedness. Which you do. Well, you quit there tonight.